Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your morning market weather update for Monday, August the 28th. And it's all about the tropics once again, and a, a little bit about the Midwest as we go forward through this next uh, seven to ten days of forecasting. The tropics, uh, certainly we've got Hurricane Franklin out there, and Franklin is not going to be much of a threat to any major landmass. It will pass between the United States and Bermuda and then head off into open water to the east of Newfoundland. And so the bottom line is we don't need to worry too much about Franklin, but need to just kind of keep a bit of an eye on that just to make sure it doesn't veer one way or the other. But the forecast uh, for uh, the uh, tropical storm Idalia is still a big concern. The storm will become a hurricane later today as it moves near or over the westernmost tip of Cuba. The storm in Cuba is not expected to be hugely damaging, but boy, it has a lot of potential to become a major storm as it comes up into the eastern portions of the Gulf of Mexico. And as it does so, we'll likely see those peak wind speeds getting up over 115 miles per hour prior to landfall. Landfall right now looks to be most favored near the Cedar Key area of Florida, but the area between Tampa Bay and probably the Apalachicola area is still a pretty broad-based area of watching, and it does look like, though, the Cedar Key area would be most favored. Storm Center itself would probably pass to the north of Cedar Key, uh, northwest of it, and will then uh, push off towards Lake City, Florida, and then up to St. George, Georgia, and also to Brunswick, Georgia. That's the path that will take place. That'll be a Wednesday-Thursday event. The storm is expected to bring a, a formidable amount of damage to the coastal areas of northern Florida, northern Florida's peninsula in particular, and so we'll be watching very closely. At this point in time, with the way the path is officially forecast by the National Hurricane Center, there may not be that much damage to cotton and other crops that are produced in southeastern Alabama, northwest Florida, or southwestern Georgia. It may be a, a pretty significant event, though, for some other crops that are produced across northern Florida and then up along the east coast, including eastern Georgia and more specifically uh, the eastern portions of the Carolinas. So close watch of the system is certainly warranted. This event is going to also reinforce ridge building in the middle of the U.S. And for that reason, we have another 10 to 12 days, if not a full two weeks of dry, biased weather in the middle of the country. That includes a big part of the U.S. Midwest. Now, I do believe the second week of the outlook is a little bit too dry, a little too warm, and future model runs may uh, offer up a little bit of moisture, but 10 to 12 days worth of drying is likely to occur. The temperatures have cooled off nicely over the weekend and will continue mild today, but it will turn warmer again as we go forward through the week this week. The warmest weather relative to normal will occur late this week through all of next week, supposedly the temperatures well above normal. Perhaps not quite as oppressively hot as what we saw last week, but it will get hot enough that without the moisture in the Midwest, crops are going to be further stressed, at least those that are most immature. The dry bias will likely perpetuate a lot of that stress. Now keep in mind it did rain over the weekend from southern Nebraska and northern Kansas uh, eastward into portions of the lower Midwest. And the precipitation was significant in several areas, offering some temporary relief to the dry bias that has been prevailing. But there was not 
not rain of significance in Iowa, Minnesota, the Dakotas, and other areas in the Midwest extending over into Ohio and uh, parts of Michigan. So these areas are already quite dry, and another 10 to 12 days of the same is going to shrink down some of those yields for soybeans in particular. Outside of that, in hard red winter wheat country, we're not expecting a lot of rain either, and the early season planting that usually occurs in those early days of September, it will likely proceed, but we'll see probably slow germination and emergence until some better rain evolve. Farther to the north, the Canadian prairies are still expected to see a restricted amount of rain as we go forward through the coming week, along with the northern plains. This will be good, though, for crop maturation and harvest progress. We do need a substantial amount of rain in Canada in particular to break the drought, but at this point, farmers would probably rather wait until the harvest is complete before they get any kind of serious rain. They certainly don't have anything to worry about for right now. In Europe, we're still looking at an increase in precipitation across a fair amount of the continent, not so much uh, in the west as it will be in the east, from the Alps to Poland and points eastward, we'll see quite a bit of rain. Uh, in contrast to that, though, uh, eastern portions of Ukraine, Russia's southern region, and uh, western Kazakhstan, north into the middle Volga River Basin area, will be dry biased over the next 10 days, and temperatures will likely be warmer than normal there, too. It did cool down like in the U.S. briefly in parts of western Kazakhstan and portions of Russia's new lands over the last several days. But that process will be reversed later this week going into the weekend as they too fall back into an old familiar warm and dry biased pattern. And in India, we're still looking at a notable dry issue for the northwest. This includes Gujarat, Rajasthan, and southern two-thirds of Pakistan. Little to no rain will occur in those areas as we go forward through the next 10 days at least, if not full two weeks. There's also a restricted amount of rain that is predicted to occur in northern Maharashtra, northwestern Madhya Pradesh, and uh, some parts of both Punjab and Haryana. So all of this region is seeing a limited amount of precipitation. Now, some of these areas have managed to keep their uh, uh, subsoil moisture sufficient to carry on crop development, but there's other areas that are drying out much quickly, much more quickly, and it's likely to lead to uh, a greater amount of crop stress as these crops finish out. Normally, the monsoon would start withdrawing in the second week of September, but some of these areas have been without rain already for a couple of weeks at least, and uh, if we continue dry, uh, eventually this dryness will catch up and start hurting some of that late-season crop development and yield potential. In China, heavy rain occurred during the weekend as expected from Sichuan and southern Shenzhi, as well as Hubei, uh, into Jiangsu and southern Shandong. That heavy rain will shift off into the northeast today and tomorrow, impacting eastern Liaoning and southern Jilin and portions of Heilongjiang. After that, net drying will likely occur in many of these areas, and that'll be a welcome change. We do expect some more flooding to occur in a few spots, but it shouldn't be serious. And it looks like in Australia, we're still looking at a limited amount of rain, certainly for the northern early season reproductive areas of Queensland, northern New South Wales, and northern portions of western Australia. These areas will get little to no rain, and we expect to see a warm bias. Nothing excessively hot, but warm enough to keep the evaporation rates running strong. And so the early season planting progress is going to, uh, for spring crops, could be impacted, but that doesn't happen right away. It's really all about the winter crops that are going to be reproducing, and they need a substantial amount of rain. So Queensland and northern New South Wales and northern western Australia need to be closely monitored. Southern Australia is not getting a lot of rain either, but it's a lot cooler there 
there, and they are getting some light precipitation periodically to maintain a generally favorable crop environment. That's pretty much it this morning, although Argentina is still expecting to see a little bit of rain later this week in the west. That will be welcome Friday into Saturday, but there will be a possible follow-up event late next week. I can't get too excited about it quite yet, so we'll have to wait and see as we get closer to the event. These precipitation events will be welcome, but not necessarily drought-busting events. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.